0: you can put it on a boy yeah every season they it all changed. take me out to the bargain. game this is what you are waiting for yeah this is what you for you can put it on a boy yeah put it on boy every season they it all changed. take me out to the bar game this is what you waiting for yeah this is what you for you can put it on a boy yeah you can put it on a boy every season Change.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, December 30th, 2021. It's the last day. You have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawoski, aka Southside Zoe, aka Father Zoe. And with me, as always, one last time in 2021. Uh, I swear he's not in a prison, kind of looks like he's in like a dungeon, Mr. Aldo Soto. <laughs> you know, being
2: uh, being back home uh, with the family during the holidays, it kind of did distract me away from the fact that we're like in the middle of the lockout and there's just been zero talk about anything happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I was
2: just reminded, oh yeah, there's supposed to be baseball, but there's not, and there's probably not going to be for like another month at least.
1: And on that high Happy note, Year, everyone. <laughs> on that high note, the good Reverend K. Fitz.
3: <laughs> I'll be honest, Aldo, I actually thought you were in Guantanamo Bay. So um, I was actually concerned for your well-being, but I'm glad to see that they allowed you to wear bears. That uh, actually the torture is that, uh, that you is have bears yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, by the way, I just want to throw this out. The shirt I'm wearing today was brought to you by my buddy, my my, my, my good friend, Josh Primack. Thank you for the uh, the, the Christmas gift for my favorite Jewish man uh he sent me this he, he buys me christmas presents every year like a like a, a very good friend so this is my bench like my c3po cubs shirt so is that
1: what we'll, you say isn't he a mensch
3: mensch mention a bench which was like the, the israeli national baseball teams i was like gonna a, say
1: that's the uh that's the bears super bowl hat from when they lost in the super bowl to the colts those are the ones they made and they just make all the wear it <laughs> you know how they have the leftover ones <laughs> yeah all right everybody Whoa. Shout out, right <laughs> Shout out the originator of someone's down there. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's just dive in. Let's tap this keg. As always, this show is brought to you by SportsMicro, SportsMicro.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications. Uh, you'll be the first to know when the lockout's over, or when Matt Nagy gets fired, or when the Bulls actually lose again because they're not. It's never gonna happen. But if it does. <laughs> you'll get a push notification. SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Download the app, turn on push notifications, and of course, this is brought to you by us. We had a lot of fun doing this for you guys this year. Um, we pony up a lot of this ourselves, and a lot of it comes through uh, generous donations by the people listening, as well as people that buy our merch. Uh, both links to do all of that can be found at Pinwheels PinwheelsIvyPod on Twitter. Um, I don't think I've said it a- less than a million times but we really appreciate it we love you guys we wouldn't keep doing this if it wasn't for you so all right well
3: all, and- also the clout it was for the clout and for the for the gram
1: yeah oh yeah big Just time gram. oh yeah i'm i'm huge in japan um
3: i'm, I'm very popular in zimbabwe actually I have, a, I have a huge following
1: uh for some reason people firing shots on marcus strowman in the comments this is getting saucy yeah. early Thanks, I Justin. I the, the aggressiveness. I would Standard actually fail. On. Justin said, hold on, for the people that don't watch the show, first of all, watch the show. Justin, A-plus Blue Jays hat. And also, will I get a push notification when Marcus Stroman sucks and he attacks David Ross in the dugout? <laughs>
3: And by the way, to answer your question, Justin, uh, David Ross won't be the manager by the time Marcus Stroman loses his shit. There'll be another guy in there that he'll lose his shit on when he does. But I hope you're feeling better, buddy. I know you're feeling a little bit under the weather, so I hope you're feeling better.
1: And also the direct answer to that question is actually, yes, you would probably get yeah. a push notification if that happens. Yeah, Not will. work. Yeah, you would definitely get a push notification. So and if you're listening to this, hopefully you're gearing up to go celebrate New Year's Eve and, uh, 2021 was a was an interesting year for both teams, both sides of town, for this show, uh, for all three of us especially. Um, but, you know, we very, just basically wanted to – Very fun
2: for one side.
1: Very fun for one side. But I got to say, the north side looks like they're back on the upswing a little bit. Well, it depends. It depends. It's I mean, not 2024, March,
2: 2024 yet. Not, it depends <laughs> what you want to believe in.
1: Right, and Mark. I mean, don't get me wrong. Signing Marcus Stroman is it is a significant move, but it's not like a, a plan the parade move. You know right. what I mean? Like it's
3: right. it's a finish second place in your division at best move.
1: It's a good start though. It's a really good start. It's a really good start. It re, like we mentioned when it happened, it reminds me a lot of when the Sox signed Yasmani Grandal super early in free agency, mm-hmm. and then they use that chip to lure other people like Adam Eaton.
2: And, like, that's why this lockout especially sucks, because, you know, I mean, we've been through this a whole bunch of times. Cubs haven't spent a whole bunch of years. It all made sense that this was the year that they could spend. And then right the last day before the lockout, there's the Sherman signing, and then there's the Correa link, and then there's the lockout. And then since the lockout, we've seen a whole bunch of, oh, no, the Cubs are serious about Correa. Or, you know, Correa signed to the Cubs or whatever. But, like, at the same time, you know that nothing's happening because there's a lockout. <laughs> it's like right. none of this
1: actually matter. But Cubs fans did sing Christmas carols to Carlos Correa, and he acknowledged it.
2: There's Zo. there's only one fan base he wished to have, have, have Merry Christmas to. That's true. Cubs fans and no one that's, else.
1: That's true. <laughs> Merry Christmas to Cubs fans and no one else. Yankees <laughs> fans, fuck yourselves. Uh- <laughs> Mets fans, <laughs>
3: especially fuck yourselves.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that's... At least that's exciting news for the Cubs right now. Like, uh, on the flip side of that thing, like White Sox fans, we're just literally like floating in baseball limbo right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's what are they gonna do? Like, I'm, I'm seriously, I've, you guys know me as well as anybody, and you know I like to convince myself of things and then convince myself of the opposite of that thing, and I flip flop. I'm <laughs> a flip flop. I flip flop. I'll admit it, but the amount, I I am flip flopping like a motherfucker. Oh, don't worry, Rick Rickon's gonna do something. He ain't gonna do shit. No, no, he's totally good. he ain't gonna do shit.
2: I, I, I wanted to <laughs> ask you though, so, because like I've been off Twitter for like the past week, God but like monster. I've just been wondering oh. as a whole since the lockout have have the White Sox hypotheticals like on White Sox Twitter. Have they been even crazier or less crazy? Have they calmed
1: down since the lockout or are they still crazy? They've been like non existent. It's like, been mostly ridiculous. So everyone's, everyone's taking a break?
3: <laughs> they're just busting each other's balls instead and and, and, and sending Kinder, oxygen yeah. for the for female members of White Sox Twitter. That's all they're doing. Well, yeah, all you know what? That's
2: though. smart. That's smart though. Because once the lockout is over, I mean. They need yeah.
3: baseball news bad because they're sliding into everybody's DMs right now.
1: Yeah, i don't get involved in all that shit but i mean uh, I get
3: it. alex slides into my dms all the time uh
1: it's just like it's weird though although because to that point it's uh it really is just n- non-existent yeah people are like there was like a solid like week where it was just like a royal rumble in software and it was every person for themselves and everyone was just <laughs> going at each other's throats and it was wild and i was just like this is fucking- this is my this is my scene, man. You know what I mean, like. But um,
3: you got a big event coming up next month, though, where everyone's going to get together. So all the shit talking could erupt into a hug or a full out barroom brawl,
1: like a Burt Reynolds movie. It's Twitter. It's going to be no awkward eye contact and no one talks to each
2: other. <laughs> uh, dudes with no their shit. hands in their pockets, staring at the ground.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh,
3: a great time to see the top of everybody's heads.
1: It's, but it has been weird, because I was actually thinking about that, although, like, you're seeing your normal offseason, especially lockout offseason stuff, like, top ten players this guy can go to, or this is what the White Sox rotation could look like, type things, and like, and that's all fine, I get it, people got content to fill, and shit like that, and I understand it 100%, and some of it's actually really entertaining, some of it, you know, you're just like, alright, that's, that's a blog post for a blog post sake you know what i mean but <laughs> there hasn't really been any like socks machine did their thing where everybody submitted their off-season plans they did that right out of the gate and that was a lot yeah. of really good reading there was a lot of uh Fids, are you commenting on your own shirt?
3: No. Yeah, absolutely am. I'm, I'm well, uh, yeah. on my own shirt. For,
1: for those of you listening to the podcast, Fids is in the comment section. And he this just how went. I
3: really interject myself into the discussion.
1: That comes through. The 3PO shirt from Joshua Primnick is
3: tight. I should have said lit, huh? I would have made me feel more like a young person. <laughs> yes, I was that. That. All of you should be doing the chat. Every time that you guys you miss out on the live broadcast, the chat's the place to be. I was just demonstrating how easy it is to to, to feed us <laughs> with some of your nonsense. Please, I, we, listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. But the, the, the YouTube stream is much more enjoyable. Jump on in.
1: It is. And we really enjoy interacting with people. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But, yeah, man, I haven't seen any, like, the White Sox should put together this package for this guy or they should be going gung-ho for this free agent and all this other shit. Like, it's – It's because, like, we're in this weird, like, middle state where, like, when people get upset that nothing happened before the lockout, they get quickly reminded that the White Sox are good. They're a good team. Like, it's a good fucking baseball team. And then when people say they're a good fucking baseball team, you get people that come back and, like, first round exit. They fucking suck. You need to get this guy, this guy, and that guy. But here's the thing. Like, most debates on fucking social media, there is a fucking middle. And that's kind of where I live. What?
2: How dare you?
1: I live in the middle, dude. And it's like, they're a good team, but they need to do some things. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not, they're not like set. What what a
2: level-headed thought process, though.
1: It's weird. And I'm sober. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know, dude. That's all I've really seen, though, besides that and, like, people going at each other but yeah the big event that Fizz is mentioning too because it's only a week away so we should give them a shout is uh, the 108 for 108 day on January 8th one you know I believe that's next Saturday pull up my sweet calendar here yeah next Saturday oh. <clears throat> um, it's at Reggie's they did it like two three years ago uh, three, I actually, two, three years ago I actually was there, and I, the thing is, when I was there, like, I didn't know a lot of the people I know now from White Sox Twitter. Like, I know who they were, but, like, and they do something that I really like. Um, they make, they, like, give everyone name tags, and everyone writes their Twitter handle on them. It makes it so much easier, dude. Like, way easier. Because, like, if someone wrote, like, Tim, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, oh, I'm butt slapper. Oh, and I'm like, oh, ho, butt slapper. You know, like, it's... It's an awkward hey, conversation. Katy Perry's like, wet booty. Yeah. Oh, it's like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, I talk to you all the time. But, um, so do, do you remember who was the
2: most like, like, no way that's you? Like, the face didn't match the name.
1: Well, I'd say, and please, I know this is going to get taken way out of proportion. It was
3: I've Herb, def- wasn't it?
1: I def I've known, I've known Herb for a very long time. Uh, I definitely thought White Sox Dave was taller.
3: He's like that little kid that sings in the Walmart in the country western outfit. That's about his He, height. he is really, a
1: dude. Him but and Buzz
3: are about the same height.
1: That night was the night, though, I really first got to meet Sam Mendelsohn. And that guy's fucking awesome. That's a really good dude right there. I, I mean, and the other thing I remember from that night was Herb, like, if someone walked by the bar on the street, Herb bought him a beer. Like, he was, like, buying beers for everybody he was just he was on one lawrence holmes was absolutely fucking hilarious it's too bad those tapes got lost huh beefloaf uh but yeah lawrence holmes was fucking hilarious oh bad news everybody butt slapper 2003 isn't gonna make it this year that just means beef's deactivated his his burner. his burner uh but it's a it's a great time (laughs) Um, uh but yeah it's really cool meeting everybody um it's i highly recommend it i don't know if tickets are still available it sounds like people like justin uh sold his tickets but yeah i mean you don't want to get Whoops. in a situation where you don't have access to these lost tapes because i've heard they've been demolished and incinerated three times over they're so with the they're with, catch it live.
3: they're with the pam anderson tapes and <laughs> uh, we uh by the way question for you guys first and we've got, we've got a couple of the uh, 108 Drunk Uncles in the chat, too. Will there be a live stream of this event available to those of us that are stuck on the West Coast, or are we stuck with just photographs and really, really blurry, bad, shaky, uh, vertical film style? Uh, Did you so-called? not just
1: hear me talk about lost tapes for five minutes? Well, but, 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 a, yeah, that's reason me. why oh. this shit isn't recorded, dude.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah,
1: there you go. Sorry, guys, it takes them a minute. Oh, I didn't He's a
2: strip club, strip club
1: rules, Kevin. Come on, no phone. Yeah, uh, we don't have those here in Vegas,
3: so we just film. Carry. I mean,
1: there will be the over under on amount of selfies that come from this thing is like five hundred and sixty two. But uh, <laughs> somebody
3: because if a bootleg like a like a like an audio, just like go live and put it in their pocket and pretend like they're not filming. I want to hear it.
1: But it's bad true. news, uh, we have been told it is sold out. So sucks to suck. I got my ticket right away. Cause I, it sold out quick last year or last time. Um, but yeah, it's a, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be good just to see everybody again. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's next Saturday, January 8th. So,
3: well, I'm, I'm immediately looking at frontier airlines right now <laughs> to see if I can get like a $30 round trip. Like I got one time for the world series.
1: Yep. Um, but, yeah, and I, mean, I mean, I'm sure there will be hypothetical uh, free agent and trade situations discussed there. I don't know who the panel is going to be or whatever, but I know those guys, and I know they're going to put on a hell of a show because they always do. And, like I said, the one in 2020 or whatever it was was a fucking blast. I had a ton of fun. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I had a couple things that I wanted to mention as, like, some of my favorite parts of this year. I mean, most of it. White Sox stuff is really – I'm not going to really shock anybody by what my White Sox moments are. <laughs> I mean, number one with a bullet for me, without a doubt. And we can all just kind of take our turns and just we'll just keep picking one or whatever. But uh, the Field of Dreams game. I mean, how fucking awesome was that, dude? That was – MLB fucking nailed it. Yeah, it was
2: like, everything was perfect.
1: It. Right. It was perfect. MLB nailed it. Uh, they used the super juicy balls. Trademark on that <laughs> trademark on that band name. They used the super juicy balls, so it was home runs galore, like bombs to piss missiles all over the place. Just like, like jam shots, like
2: yeah. 350 the other
1: way. <laughs> off like the nub, judge hits ones off the handle, it goes fucking 450 the other way. <laughs>
3: I just found round trip to Chicago
1: that gets me back.
0: Oh,
3: there, Pete. Just sorry if he just threw something in the chat. Uh, and if it's what it is, if it's not like some scam on Frontier's website, I might be showing up to the
1: 108. What is What Has happened. <clears throat> Fitz, I feel like you would really like Reggie's. It's a dope. I would company.
3: absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool place. But um, anyways, but MLB nailed it. The marketing was great. The uniforms were fucking great. It was lame that it was the Yankees, but because it always has to be the Yankees. But whatever, it worked out. The game itself was fantastic, and then it produced, in what, in my opinion, was the most cinematographic. Fizz, help me out, film teacher.
3: Cinematographic. Cinematographic.
1: Cinem- photograph. Cinem- cinematic. 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 Photo. T- mm-hmm. Photograph slash GIF slash small video of Tim Anderson. Rounding third base with the fireworks perfectly like out of focus over the scoreboard, doing his little crow step hops to his teammates, surrounded at home, and then them all going nuts at home plate because it's a game. It's a walk off home run by one of the most electric players in the league who happens to be on my favorite team. It was fucking amazing. I don't think I've cheered that much and got that emotionally involved in a non-playoff baseball game in a long time. I mean, it was just some bullshit game in the middle of the season meant nothing. The Sox lost the next two games to the Yankees after that. Got their asses kicked. But that <laughs> that night, that game from start to finish was just oh, it was beautiful. It was perfect. So that's my number one.
2: And I mean just adding on to that, you know, we always talk about uh, you know, a Cubs fan field up the Sox and vice versa. But like in terms of me just being like just watching that game, that was like one of the most like pure jealousy moments I've ever. Cause it, it was it was straight out of a movie, like the game was amazing back and forth, and uh, you know yeah we all love the pitchers duel, but we also love fucking dingers back and forth. That cool. had that as the walk off home of run, it has the as like the storybook ending for the Sox. It has the movie shot with the firework fireworks behind Kevin Anderson. Like as a Cubs fan, and like this is like right after um, you know basically blew everything up, or we we're going to. I forget when it was. Was it in August or July? I don't know. August,
1: right? Seems like 10 years ago. I think it was,
2: like, no matter what, it was was already, like, dead and gone for the season. So that was, like, one of those pure, like, damn. Like, jealous as fuck (laughs) watching that.
1: Yeah, and you bring up, like, everybody likes pitcher's duels and walk-offs and stuff, but people, everyone talks about the home runs about that game. People forget that uh, Michael Kolbeck came out there and absolutely piped fastballs for, like, two innings and, like, looked untouchable. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was just, the game was just fucking awesome. Hold on. I found a really cool image. I want to fucking share it because I just, I know everybody knows it, but like when you see it, I just got like goosebumps again just seeing this. Like this was, oh man, what a game. I'm seriously, I, it gets me fired up still. Like it's just amazing. The game was awesome. And since I'm not at my normal setup, I don't have my normal like three screen setup going on here, so you're gonna have to bear with me here, everybody. I mean, look at that, dude. Like that's sick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like
2: straight out of the movie, yeah.
1: Yep, it couldn't have worked out any better. Like that was just A plus. That's the one thing I think MLB got right this whole season. August 12th, thank Mm you. (laughs) Although, did you see this comment? Between the modelo and the background, I think all those filming live from my childhood. <laughs> Shout
2: out to the Mexican parents out there. Just made some modest with my mom. Oh, Amazing.
1: that's awesome. Fuck, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's my number one. I don't know which one of you guys want to go first, but go ahead. Although you can go. I mean, just, so there's fun. like a it's... couple
2: things that stand out for me from this. Season. Again, should, I mean, 2021 Cubs, shittier. <laughs> We're doing this because they want to relive the White Sox. Which is fair. It's you know, a good season, um, I don't care how stupid the play was by everyone involved, but you cannot deny that one of the, just the funniest shit, like funniest shit plays that happened this year was that Baez fielder's choice at home, the the Pirates <laughs> first basement completely just forgetting yes. baseball, Baez not knowing that he was going to be out if he was tagged out calling safe, the umpire not, like, nobody knew, the, and then throwing the ball away down the right field line, and then the, the throw almost got away again coming in. I mean, I mean, that play basically made the, I forget the guy's name, uh, for the first baseman for the Pirates. It made, it made him retire from, like, MLB. He had to go to. Like, you can, just,
1: you, can, look up, uh, you <laughs> can look up uh, guys that bag groceries at Jewel, and I'll bet you'll find them. Yeah. <laughs> And and I according mean, to really our really
3: guy in the according to our guy in the locker room, Jason Shreve, friend of the show, everyone was there for him in the locker room too. Like he wasn't like scorned by any means for for making the dumbest baseball choice of the entire summer. Um, but they they I they like, loved him. Like, the like, yeah.
2: He could have hit. He talked to the media. He yep, was like, yeah, he right I, don't know, I don't know what the fuck happened.
3: <laughs> oh, he just and did not. And then just, man, just back about, about, how, how, about
2: how bad the Pirates were, and you know. He, he was like, "I'm, not, I'm out of here, guys." <laughs> there is that. There's um, Beef Loaf, uh reviving Patrick's wisdom.
0: Hold on, uh, you only get one. We're doing one.
1: one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> okay, keep okay. that in the holster. I'll put there, that back in.
2: I'll put that back in.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna it now
2: I remember what that whole weekend was about. Now. All
1: right, and yeah, listen to Beefloaf, you fucking ingrates. Smash the like button. Oh, yeah, that's the what
2: one
1: Yep. Like, follow, Wait, comment. am gotta do a like a, a cool YouTube kit. don't you? Gotta like point at it, like like right. and subscribe. So,
3: man, we're into that though. Like, I don't I'm really our, our StreamYard thing doesn't really show us, but so we're just gonna point to
2: all that. We don't get to all.
3: this one, and then just do that. Smash, smash this. And then smash,
2: smash the like button. Turn on <laughs> the notifications. Subscribe. You no, know, we used to say, hey smash guys, smash the, the like, like button, or I'll take the this dog watch, outside. Subscribe to that, that is our a channel. A, that is some national yeah, lamp.
1: button. Smash the like button where this dog no. doesn't get fed. i right, just well, kidding. I love you. I don't know. I got nothing with this. So go ahead, Fitz. What do you uh,
3: from, with this, we're going obviously from from the like we're we're not starting with our most right. We're I going- started
1: with my most, but. At this point, who gives a shit?
3: Shit. I mean, if it's most, you know what you know what that is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go the other way. I'm gonna I'm gonna boomerang this thing around and say that uh, on the fringe, if it was like a top three or five, I, I think for me, the uh, the Cubs just the first couple of months of the Cubs season to me was a moment. Um, they were actually in it. They were contenders. They were in first place. They were beating teams. They were. A team that at the trade deadline should have been buying at that point from April and May, April and May, I I mean, I came back from Cabo uh, from a vacation and the Cubs were, you know, they they played their balls off. They played hard. They played like a team that didn't (laughs) want to get split up. Wait, time
1: out, time out, time out. Is that when we got the famous who's going to win the Super Bowl, the Cubs? probably
3: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes and i will be, actually i'm gonna bring that one up i'm gonna actually we're gonna replay that one later but yes so to preface this story for those of you that don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now um well, i was like and after
2: that
3: yeah for spring break and these guys it was a thursday or it was a thursday i think at this point we were still doing thursday nights yep. and these guys were doing their show and we were in uh um god we had gone on an all-day uh boat uh thing where we were, like like scuba diving and it was open bar on the boat and there was only three of us. So like, basically it was a shit show. I obviously I was not piloting them, but we had, we, we were supposed to have more people with us and they canceled. So we were stuck three of us with a three person crew on a big ass fucking sailboat, which was awesome. I felt like a pirate anyway. So I'm the girl, put, the, Oh, I was so Bob oily too. Uh, Cause especially when we had to take a picture by like the arch rock, I was terrified. But the, uh, so anyway, we we, they do this and the, the girls were so fucked up when we got back. We, I mean, she was, my girlfriend was holding hands with the elderly dude that was driving the van back to the, uh, the hotel like she was actually holding his hand like interlocked like middle school like romance i'm like okay that's weird but anyway so we went to this place it was uh it was called san juan i think it was san juan or san jose san jose san juan i can't remember uh and they do this thursday night art whatever festival and so we're there i'm starting to drink but carrie of course is still starting to sober up my girlfriend and yeah i hop on the uh i hop on the stream with my cell phone and we're at the top of this old ass bar that's Probably been around for like a hundred years it's like oak and it smells like an old church and church pews and she, yeah i'm like yeah carrie jumps on and yeah if we asked her who's gonna win the super bowl and she's
1: cabs <laughs> literally just like that and it was one of those where we all froze i looked right at although i said clip that and then we just never spoke of it again till right now uh, so, well i've yeah. spoken about it plenty uh which but, i'm so i'm sorry go ahead proceed with the first month that's when everybody started doing the whole Cubs White Sox World Series. Here's my, here's my blog.
3: There's two months. May uh, Cubs were contenders going into the end of May. They hit that. They actually no hit the Dodgers, and after the no hitter in LA, everything died. Yep. Yep. Everything died after the no hitter, the combined no hitter that we were also jacked about. At that point, it was like the entire soul was sucked out, and uh, it died. But that was a really special. That was the thing where it was like with the cup, it was it felt like the Cubs were like intentionally, the ownership was trying to intentionally lose, and the players were like, Fuck you, we're gonna win. And that was fun for a bit because it was. It was like every time we win, we remove a piece of her clothing. Except it's Tom Rickett's nipples, not the uh the you know, the former Vegas showgirl. So that was a really special kind of like moment.
1: So your boy, Mr. Hand, kind of jump beat me to the punch. We're going right robin here, dude. Like Give me a minute here, <laughs> but it's not even the fact that I got to see Nick magical. Oh, we got our first spam comment ever guys. Hold on. This is a very memorable moment.
3: Arthur. Welcome.
1: Yes. If you got cash app and you want to flip as low as $50 hit them up for more information. Cause yes, Arthur, thank you. That's our first spam app. Guys, we're, we're making it
3: anyways. Pushed beyond.
1: Um, so wait, well,
2: the profile picture is that? Uh, was that guy's? Uh, is that the
0: mean
2: kid? No, not a, pro- that a. That's oh, not no. Cheerio.
0: Ooh, kill him! Right me. no, I mean Arthur
2: I just- <laughs> um, <laughs> um, real- Johnson. Boy, you got your shit hacked. <laughs>
3: yep. Not to not to be like a downer, downer, downer. Of course, we all know about the the passing of Jeff Dickerson, who's a real popular uh, Chicago sports reporter. Yes, and we've been uh, been getting updates about the uh, the GoFundMe. Tom Ricketts today donated $5,000, which is great. Brandon Meister donated $1 more than his own brother, uh, Barry, uh, $3,000 to $3,001. But then you look to the big dogs. The Bears donated $25K. Dan Snyder, $25K. Jim Ursay, $25K. Jeffrey Lurie, $10,000. Anthony Rizzo and Jeff Glazier, and the Blackhawks Foundation gave more to a guy that covered the Cubs quite frequently than Tom Ricketts did. So dude, I'm sorry, I just want to point out Tom Ricketts is a piece of shit one more time.
1: Sorry, Jaden, no, I'm not. No, gonna, he still donated. I I'm not going to hate on the guy it. for donating. No, I know. I know. am <laughs> not going to. In shoot.
3: in comparison to the open, he like, still
1: donated. You can't really do that, dude. I'm Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to. I mean, anyway, anyway, not much paid his taxes. <laughs> too, I guess. Anyways, my second, my number two moment on this list, though, was I didn't get to go to uh, as many in-person games as I wanted to this year with uh, with COVID and, you know, having a, at the time, less than one-year-old. And just, I don't know, it, it still kind of freaks me out about me get the last thing, I could never live with myself. I went out to get drunk and I came home and got my kids sick. So, it really kind of fucked me up. It really bummed me out because I would see all these videos and pictures of people at tailgates and people meeting people in the stands. And, like, I was fucking jealous as shit all season. Serious FOMO going on over here because I got nothing but love for everybody in White Sox Twitter. Like, it's such a great community, and I just want to go all out. Right. Oh, shit, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that
3: was just uh, I was queuing that up for your story.
1: So... I finally got to go to a game felt comfortable i was right after i was fully vaccinated and uh grabbed uh grabbed some bush lights hopped in an uber and uh the whole time i'm there fizz is texting me from buffalo wings and rings so that's kind of getting me pumped in the car uber driver was cool he let me drink a tall boy i was getting fired up got dropped off about a block away from beeflo's house because the uber driver didn't believe me he lived in that mansion and so, yeah, I am put the word out. Um, so I walk down there, walk in, see all these familiar faces that I talk with, like, every fucking day. You guys realize, like, we talk to each other every fucking day. It's wild. I talk to these people more than I talk to my family. But so I see these guys, and I walk in the backyard, and there's Fids, there's, you know, Mr. Han, uh, Treezy, Beef Loaf, Yomper, uh, all these Dudes that I love hanging out with, talking with, uh, and so you know, it instantly just felt like you know, get in where you fit in. I felt like I was where I was supposed to be, and you know, we had some beers, we had a lot of laughs, took a, an awesome selfie. Mailman Jack showed up, unfortunately, my Sox Summer showed up. Fucking guy, I'm just kidding. I love you, big puppy. Um, and we hung out, and then we all walked over to the game where we met up with a whole bunch of other people from White Sox Twitter, Luke, Adam, just. I, Carry just, I can't even name everyone. We just met so many people. And it, the night started becoming just like a whirlwind because it was like, uh you know, every time I turn around, someone's handing me a beer. I'm pounding the beer. I'm drinking. We're telling stories. Everybody's laughing. Meanwhile, there's a fucking baseball game going on right in front of our face. Fitz decided to fucking start heckling the shit out of the right field. The whole day. And it was like fun heckling. It wasn't like, oh, I fucked your dog. Like, it was like, you know, he was like, he was making fun of, your, what were you making fun of his socks? Uh, no, he's wearing an arm
3: sleeve. Arm sleeve,
1: yeah. There you go.
3: Wearing an arm sleeve, so that.
1: And uh, and then the unspeakable happened. Nick fucking magical hits a home run while I'm sitting there, <laughs> all tuned up with some of the greatest people that I know from White Soxler, and it just chaos ensued. I sat down and just started smiling and laughing and just going like, "Holy shit, I can't believe this happening." Carries down there for one of the most memorable pictures of the year with his hands on his head going, oh uh, and like everybody's laughing their ass off sammy davis taking pictures it just was crazy shit man and i'll never forget it the after party at cork just even though i couldn't get an uber home for like four hours it still it was it was good shit man and that was one of those nights that you know you never forget and i really appreciate everything and some we got actually people asking actual baseball questions so time out from story time what's up david uh, are the Cubs going to go after Correa or Story? You know what, Bud? I I really hope they are. I think they're really going to make a run. But I'll I'll turn this over to the two Cubs guys on the show. I mean, simple response.
2: The- I hope so. Yep. <laughs> and that's where we. And so far, they're supposedly making things that they are. So there's that.
1: Oh, that there's now that see, this is a have. better question, David. This is a better question. David said, "Who's better?" I well,
3: mean, Korea Cor- is. I mean, I think people are going to say Korea. But 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 Trevor's story is not a terrible fallback. Like that's like, oh god, I didn't hook up with Kate Beckinsale. I only hooked up with I don't know, uh, ninety nineteen ninety six Pamela Anderson, Betty White tomorrow. So uh, I was thinking Betty White. I don't know where you went with that, but
0: yeah, well, like happy Hunter's no, birthday, no Betty.
2: like no player ever is going to be like like you know Mike Trout. Like you can say like oh. He's been a little injured here and there, so obviously right. no player is going to be ever perfect. Like nothing's ever. Coach Correa, he's had like injury concerns, like back. Right. That's that's. Like yeah, the worst thing a,
1: that you has got Correa's have. got injury concerns. Story's got the first thing you know, all his splits, which it's legit. But like I don't, yeah. as I've mentioned a million times on the show, I don't put too much weight into it. Uh, right. definitely
3: that'd be a win-win. I'm sorry, either one, I'm fine with. I'm happy with.
1: Correa's I'm, definitely oh, going to cost yeah. more, but you thing. pay more for premium talent. Yep, we have to. But, so, but so, it goes Trevor Story is the best. Like
2: premium, premium, talent and the age. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Like everyone brings up, and we're uh, we've been going through it for the past three years. Like fuck, they couldn't do anything because of Jason Harris' contract. But just because you you miss on a guy doesn't mean that you just never try again. Because imagine, so like yeah. if John Lester, like if he didn't work out, so does that mean that the Cubs just should never go after an ace pitcher in free agency? Like you no, can't let like, Jason. The point, the point of this is you take as many shots as you can.
3: You can't let the Jason Hayward contract scare you away from making
0: moves later. Oh, sorry. How about oh, sorry
3: about that. I was sorry about that. I was gonna say that. God dang that I was trying to I want to share that. Um, you can't take you can't you can't again uh, you can't let the, the Hayward albatross scare you away from locking in a dude that could bring you one to three Maybe more, probably I mean, let's be honest, one to three possible World Series championships. Jason Hayward wasn't the guy where you're we like, God, this guy's gonna carry us. Korea could carry it. He's he's a franchise dude. Um, but Trevor Story is also a fantastic. If if it's not Korea and you get a little bit less, then you have more money for pitching, which is fine. I mean, I guess. Because the guy shit. either I, way, both are an upgrade over the previous guy.
1: This doesn't happen often, but David, you just broke news to me i usually live on twitter but his wife i had no idea that kyle seager after 11 seasons with the mariners retired this is kind of important to what we're talking about now because seattle has a fuck ton of money to spend and there's a lot of words going out that they're going to be making a run for it now you you've heard them link to uh chris bryant you've heard them link to seager you've or not seager uh correa story like all these guys this could run up the cost a little bit for the Cubs when it comes to one of these guys. And put it this way, though, from a non-Cubs fan, the Cubs have a lot of fucking money to play with. There should be absolutely no reason for them not to spend.
2: Like, no reason. Like, no a, reason. Like, again, we, we went through this with, like, with the Hartford Machado for agency here. And, like, still time, time, Like, again, I – I don't agree with it, but you could say, like, fine. Oh, like, they were already at $210 million. Like, they were pushing it. It's like, okay. I don't agree with it, but fine. This year, like, basically... And it's not even this year, though. It's, like, the next few years. It's no one. <laughs> like, right. in 2024, there's, like, no guaranteed money to anyone.
1: Yep. It was the honeypot. And for the record, there was a lot of people saying that those two wouldn't be worth those contracts. Harper just won an MVP, and Machado is a fucking stud. So... People don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I mean, you, they, you really have to take a step back a lot of times and just remind yourself that people are guessing just as much as you are. You know what I mean? like. Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah. and again, like it, like even even with like the Harper and people are like, yeah, but the Phillies suck or, oh, what have the Padres won? The, you get good players because, you know, they increase your chances of winning more. And, yes, and we look at the Padres and, like, you know, they spent wildly on, like, on pitching and they've done those crazy trades. You know, so far, yeah, it hasn't worked. But are you telling me as a fan you do not at least say, like, hey, I mean, they're try. fucking you gotta try, they're
1: trying. You got to try, man. They're trying. David, to answer your question, uh, Hayward is a free agent in 2024.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but his next two years he's going to be paid, uh, what is it, $50 million? Something
1: like that. But that's the thing. Cubs don't have any long-term money on the books right now. No, oh. they have no He's long-term dead. money. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. I saw, last I saw a postcard. Three day. years, Stroh's three years. So, yeah. and and okay. good point, Yumper. People also said DeMar DeRozan was a horrible signing, and all he is is the best fucking player in the fourth quarter in the NBA right now. And the Bulls are fucking tearing up the league. Um, anyways, can I, answer I Dave's
3: can I answer Dave's question real quick on this one? What if yep. uh, the Cubs don't get Korea or Story? What are the options? Probably yeah. what Tom Ricketts planned the entire time, which is buying tickets and still showing up to the ballpark, giving him tons of money and then spending mid to bottom tier uh, against the rest of the league is what happens is actually what happens. That's basically well, if he doesn't yeah. make career or story, there's nothing else they're going to do. They're, they're, they're mailing it. In. They're going right. to minor yeah. league deals, minor league deals. That's all. That's all they've done. And during the shutdown, by the way, they could totally lock up like dozens and dozens of minor league
1: deals, by the way. So, and also, they do have long-term money in the fucking hotel and whatever other bullshit they got going on. I mean, on no, on in every year, fucking like was... all of
2: Rickyville. The Ricketts own that. Yeah, that's the other thing that pisses me off. Like, they have the money to spend every fucking
1: year.
2: They're selling it. I'm still not as negative uh, or pessimistic about that as Kevin is. I mean, there's guys. Like, Eddie Rosario, the fucking guy for the Braves who just tore it up in postseason, they he get came hit. Came out of nowhere. How was playing.
1: He was literally Kyle picked Shorewood. up off the I street. I
2: love Kyle back. They'd be the police. The Cubs. The Cubs there's, there's guys. I guess we talked about. Cubs deemed it. him unworthy of,
3: of. Cubs deemed him unworthy of money at all. He was. He was let go for nothing. So I'm not entirely but sure they, that the Cubs. But again,
2: it doesn't matter. That was before, That was when they were faking that
3: they didn't have money. They can't do that anymore. Well, no, but what I'm saying. They not Wouldn't you non-tender the guys that money. are between Schwarber and Rizzo, for example? That's what I look at. Actually, I was been thinking about this for a couple days now. Wouldn't you DFA Rizzo instead of Schwarber if you knew that Schwarber was going to be the superior player at this point in his career? And they didn't even have the foresight for that. they actually, it's a it's a it's a fail to know that they should have DFA. I know it sounds terrible to say this. They should I mean, hell would have broken loose DFA Rizzo over Schwarber because you have another first baseman. Yeah,
2: I mean, at that point, Rizzo had like the longer track right record. But no, I agree. I mean, like at this point, if you do Rizzo like uh, one versus one, who would you rather have? It's Kyle Schwarber
1: every time. <laughs> he can catch. He's actually... secret. He was a secret. Um, Kyle Schwarber's is not leaving Boston. Anyways, probably not.
3: He's so perfect in Boston. I hate to say it. it. It's, it's so such perfect. A good, it's, it's like, like it's so okay. perfect.
1: And did you guys see uh, how much towards the end of the year, like guys like uh, Jerry Kerr? I want to say it wrong because he always gets mad when people sure, say Carabas. Carabas.
2: Carabas.
1: But, like, they all, like, made up a fake story that he was from, like, a local high school in Boston. And he started yeah. wearing the the high school's shirt to his press conferences and the Boston media because he's a lovable guy. He's a real likable guy. And they all just ate it up. He ate it up. He's never leaving Boston. That short porch in right field also oh. doesn't hurt the long-term stats and the bigger contracts down the road. He's not I've leaving been, Boston.
3: I've been calling him the great Schwarbino since 2016 when he was called up. Like, that's – he is – he Ooh. is – Me. The Great Schwobino. I've been calling oh, him that. Thanks, for, Kevin. Huh? Wait, what? Right, I think that was. I,
2: think that was the I, don't know, I don't
3: know. I don't know. who else was calling him that, but I was at a bar and I was like, "He's the Grambino, the Schwobino." And I, I mean,
1: people probably called that more. I swear but, to God, thank you. I've, Oklahoma kicked another field goal. I was going to have to. I go have,
3: to the show. Let me, so. see, let me see my first post. My first post. No, tell everybody
2: about your heater on
1: right now. No, you can't talk about it. The latest, and then let's just go. All right, oh, mind, no, no. no, no. I can't talk about it publicly. I'm out of the huge eater. 2019. Um, <laughs> what else, though, for this season? And, David, I don't know if this is your first time watching the show, but we really appreciate you asking questions, bud. I really do. Yes. Um,
3: Some Ron Paul posts. What are some oh, of the other? I wanted
1: to
2: bring up Cubs, Cubs, weekend, south side Weekend, Southside. Thanks again to the 108 guys for letting Kevin and I join the show that week. Oh yeah, the shit talk that at least I got to do for those couple days about Patrick Wisdom being better than Jose Abreu was worth it. Even the Cubs like lost that series, got fucking throttled. But Patrick Wisdom just hitting five hundred foot home runs to left field,
1: uh, and people crying <laughs> was amazing. <It> was like, <laughs> that, that couldn't have worked out better for you. That seriously was put on a tee. And that it was just... like a
2: win-win for everyone because at that point it didn't matter if the Cubs lost, or, lost or won. I mean, the Sox still wants so it, it was good for the standings. I got to do a little shit talk. Patrick Wisdom got like a couple dingers under his name. It was a great weekend,
1: weekend. Party. And don't forget, you guys didn't defend me, so that was a good show. Jerks, I will win, 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 win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I, by the way, Aldo, uh, I have an official date October 20th, 2015. It's the first time I publicly tweeted
1: there you go, or be that, uh, yeah. that was probably against uh, the was that NLCS time. That's absolutely hilarious that you just Google search. You just Twitter. I had, it. I had to know when I started saying
3: <laughs> I feel like I've been saying, I, like, honestly, there was a bar, a, a guy here. It was called a, a backstage bar billiards, the triple B and the owner, one of the co-owners, Michael is a huge Cub fan. The other one is a uh, DJ lethal from uh, house of pain. And uh, Michael saw my Cubs card one night when I was there for an actual like cover band. Like it was a pink Floyd cover band and I didn't pay for, I've never paid for a drink there since. And he, that dude, that, that's where we started calling him. Like, we were like, we we're in a little booth just talking like an idiot. And that's where I think I, that's where we coined that. Where well, at least, at least for us, like I, it probably was used.
1: Hold on here. <laughs> your, your, your partner in crime your fits is throwing spicy meatballs in the chat. Thoughts about moving Moncada to second and trading for Matt Chapman to play third. I'm a Matt Chapman guy. Get out of here. Matt Chapman's for the Cubs only. I'm a Matt Chapman guy. I like Matt Chapman. And also a lot of times when you guys hear me talk about how I like random players, like I know Matt Chapman's not random, but like just pulling names out, it's because I'm good with them in the show. And I hit absolute bombs with Matt Chapman (laughs) in the show. So um, I don't think Makata would like to go back to second. I think he played really good defense at third. And there was that whole narrative too going around that um, playing third base helps Makata. keep Mankata's head in the game more and he becomes an overall better player because of it, which it sounds stupid, but doesn't really surprise me with him. I, I just thought
2: uh, about this question, like bringing up Mankata, is that in terms of just player perception or like fan perception for a player, <laughs> what's like a bigger, or what's like a guy needs to perform more like in terms of just like what fans think about that Mancata or Copa?
1: Mankata, because apparently Mankata almost played like borderline gold glove defense at third. Had a great he had a very good year. And apparently unless he's like fucking Mickey Mantle in his prime, he sucks, according to half of (laughs) most of the White Sox. (laughs)
2: Um, Kopik,
1: Kopik gets a lot of love. Kopik has a way longer leash on White Sox Twitter than Mankata does. Mankata has like, let's say he goes like one for four in a game or something like that, he fucking blows. Or he goes like a month with onion you know, only hits like four home runs. Fucking pussy. Like it's like it's unbelievable. Yeah. So Copic goes out, gets shelled for an inning. It's like, oh, it's okay. His he his his haircut was weird. He he'll be fine. It's like <laughs> it's it's so weird, dude. It's super weird. But to Yumper's point in the chat, uh no, the Sox don't have enough to trade for anyone. Like they don't have enough to trade for me. Like my wife would decline. I mean,
2: they have that one. They, uh, have, the, they have the one big trade piece though.
3: Craig.
1: Yeah, Kimbrel.
3: Craig. Uh,
1: and then I don't know. Yeah, Kimbrel. I well, mean, no, you're not getting. You're not getting the A's to take on Craig Kimbrel.
3: No. Oh, the A's? No, the Las Vegas Athletics. Now nah, they probably won't.
1: I still want that merch when that when that drops that hat, yeah. you showed us with the dice. So oh. sweet.
3: Okay, so so I know this is an ADHD like tirade. Our side side note, but
1: yeah, it's happening.
3: Yeah.
1: Um sad. Oh, Why, although were you not talking about Kimber when you said the big trape trees? It, well, in terms of well
2: <laughs> I mean, I was thinking Vaughn, just cuz like he has like the most torque. It would have to be Vaughn. Of, like, I mean, if you want
1: a If you want to start talking for names like Matt Chapman, you're talking about Vaughn or Sheets. Sheets ain't going to get you shit, though. Yeah, but it's Vaughn. Back to me flip-flopping, I've convinced myself you have to sell high (laughs) on Sheets.
3: I'm going to tell you also, if the White Sox trade uh, Vaughn, they will regret it for at least half a decade. I'll just say that. I'll just put it that way.
2: Andrew Vaughn for Nick Magical.
3: Nope. not tall you
1: enough.
3: A base, I mean no. Andrew Vaughn, at least.
1: There's other ways to go about it. I like Andrew Vaughn. People forget um, Vaughn's
3: not very tall either. Like, he's not super tall. No, he's a very short
1: guy. His magical um, was just so
3: not The small.
1: other funny thing, though, that actually happened on baseball Twitter. Uh, Heyman tweeted that the Mets were taking – would take offers for uh, McNeil. And he said that – he mentioned by name that the White Sox would be one of the teams that he would suspect to be interested if you could find the tweet, read the replies. Oh,
2: I remember you bringing it up.
1: The Mets fans, what they think the White Sox would trade for McNeil is absolutely – give us Giolito and Giolito. They want Giolito. They want Dylan Cease. Um, so, uh, Mancada was thrown out there a couple times. Uh, they weren't dumb enough to say Luis Robert or Aloy, but – it was just wild. It was just wild how casually they're like, oh yeah, McNeil, that could totally get us Lucas Giolito. What?
3: How about this? Beef. Beef, I know you're in the chat. Go with me on this one. What if the White Sox traded Kimbrel and Garrett Crochet to the Phillies
1: for price and stock? Keep fucking that chicken, bud. I hope like ah,
3: no. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this the the Phillies have really pearl clutched with Bryson Stott. So it's going to take more. It will actually like not, not even in like trade leverage style. It's going to actually, they see how special he really is. Like the, that the ship to get him at, at a discount left after his, this, this really, this yeah, he had fall.
1: a really good one. Yeah. Didn't he have a really huge ball? Ah,
3: he's just, he's incredible. Again, he was the guy that, again, during the draft and we did our draft show, Other than Andrew Vaughn, he was my guy that the White Sox. I wanted the White Sox to take bad. We had a whole discussion about it because he was a shortstop from left, you know, from UNLV. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. We talked about it then, but yeah, it's going to take now. And crochet actually—that actually be a fine trade actually because he will not leave second base for a decade in Chicago if they got him that way. But Um, would you
2: rather have Kevin, Andrew Vaughn, or Stott?
3: Stott. I mean, a guy that can play. I know Andrew Vaughn can play the outfield too. A guy that can play the outfield, but also is a guy that's a, a plus speed, a switch hitter, a guy that hit from the left side, can do a lot of things. He can play every position. He's smooth. He's, he's also younger. He's also been very healthy, other than the one time we, we threw an Ephes pitch at him one time and he swung so hard he twisted his knee. I thought I actually. Yeah, I've
1: but, never seen Stodd. Against major league pitching, so I have no wow. idea. And I mean, Fids has seen the kid a lot more than I have, but
3: he he sees it a ton in the offseason because he gets to go and face these guys out at uh, the right. Las Vegas ballpark oh, out there to do their, their pens. So like he's getting I'm not, live. Opens.
1: I'm not knocking what you're saying. It's just I know right. I've never seen the kid, so I can't answer that. So um uh, Mailman Jack asks, "Do you guys think Cease takes another step in 2022?" Yep. Uh, my answer is an emphatic yes. 100%, I think. I mean, if he's if he takes another step, he's going to say, yeah. Dude, the only thing he has left to work on is between the ears. Prediction. I mean, it's, it's like a big, like, he's got the stuff. We all know he's got the stuff, but it's like, it's so predictable now where it's like he'll, the ump will miss a call for him, and you could see him visibly get frustrated. He's going to walk the next two guys and give up a hit. Like, if he could get mentally stronger, he would be a fucking stud in this league, without a doubt. And I think that's something. Yeah,
3: Sorry, Tracy. I met. Yeah, I would trade Vaughn and uh, Kimberl too, by the way. So
2: that was just reminds me of like kind of stuff wise, but like I think more like result and like production, like Rich Harden, like Ooh. Rich Harden when he was with the A's and he got traded to the Cubs, like his stuff was like it was. Like many more than 88.
0: Elite,
1: like, this, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know, but like, wait, well, Rich Harden, no, not Rich Hill, Rich Harden, no, Harden. doesn't Harden, isn't his Twitter account? I throw no, Dan Dan
3: 88.
1: Oh, that's Dan Heron, I'm fucking mixing up names, yeah. But,
3: but if, if he throws 88 now at his so, age, that's awesome, he's like in his late they, 40s. They, they,
1: did, they did both
2: play with the A's though, but Rich Harden, like, yeah, like, Elite, like, spin. You know, he didn't throw like a hundred, but he threw like in the mid nineties. So maybe, like, so, maybe that's a little off. It was a but Jake like, Arietta like, The thing with him was like, the pitch count would get high, so he would only go like five or six innings. But like, when he was not like, he was, like, we would strike out ten guys and like four in a third. But the pitch yep. count would be like at one fifteen. Yeah,
3: that's still insane And he threw that inverted W too. That and yep. he had arm problems. Like that was his thing. But that dude, that dude was Jake Arietta Like he, Jake Arietta and him physically i would say especially i mean i don't know what whatever vitamins jake was taking but very physically they looked very similar jake's delivery was a little bit different Um, uh where where he where he stepped vitamins but the most part those two dudes were were they had hard biting stuff and they had some pretty good velocity to go with it and they were very dirty during that little tiny window that they had where they were like very very dirty but once they were no longer dirty and the, 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 the that velocity kind of died down or the, the movement wasn't there or someone closed the vitamin store, whatever the hell it was, they became Clark Kent, not Kal-El.
1: I'm going to take this show completely off track because I want to talk about this. So Beef Loaf says, sorry, I was distracted. I was looking at Kendall Gill with so much gray in his beard. And then he wonders why Jake Paul won't fight him. Nobody wants to watch someone's dad get their ass kicked. <laughs> Kennel Gill, if you guys ever watch Kennel Gill post like MMA shit all the time now and like boxing shit, he's pretty jacked. But like,
3: that was Jordan, Jordan Jr.
1: Well, Jake Paul is fucking what, 22, 23?
0: Yeah, and then, he's like,
1: like 24, like training every day in <laughs> for peak physical condition. Now, I'm not saying yeah. the Paul brothers are great boxers, but they do tend to knock people the fuck out.
3: Well, technically, they' yeah, when they t- when they tip their, I palm. know,
1: and that's I know, but and their <laughs> techniques, their their techniques and everything leave a lot to be desired, and I really think an, an, an actual boxer would get in there and knock them the fuck out. I, if they didn't Mike Tyson would kill
2: that dude, like both of them. Mike Tyson would just like, right now, Tyson would kill him.
1: dude. Prime Tyson <laughs> knocks his head into the fifth row. But like, like, old Tyson knocks his head in the fucking fifth row. Like, yeah, tomorrow.
2: Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, right now. Like, yeah, yeah tomorrow. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson in six is months. Yes. Yeah, Mike Tyson in six cause months. Because, like, like, I don't really like this is completely sidetracking. Love this, though. I don't even care. I love it. I don't even But, like, the problem is, like, yeah. No, like, I do yourself, cause, Like, I mean, they just, tra- like, they can't because they're rich as hell. And they can just train, like, every Outside. minute of every day because they yep. can't.
3: And hire the but best the trainers, society,
2: right? Like Tyree Woodley. Looks, like he's not a boxer.
3: No. no that's what like, I'm saying. Like someone computer that, computer that knows
2: boxing. If they actually go up against a boxer.
3: But I'll say this. If you have some athletic ability and you have proper training, you can actually be pretty decent at what you do. And if he's got enough money to pay the best to train him, I mean, he should theoretically. He's not he, – look, he's – I'll say this. He's not like a fucking – he's not like – it's not like Sean Astin's out there trying to fucking box – uh, you know, like as a fighter, he's actually got some length. He's got some size. He actually looks like he's kind of an athlete. It's it, you know, maybe in a different life, the Paul brothers could have played high school, maybe even college. It's
1: course not course even it. just a trainer, dude. You got to imagine he is a nutritionalist. He has a, he has a oh yeah, everything, he has everything. everything, dude. <laughs> like, everything, and that's
3: that. That's a no, an like
2: advantage. Like, but if they fall like an actual like like a retired boxer, like a guy who retired a year ago. Like that'd be a complete different story than the guys that they're fighting right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why
1: they're not fighting anymore. Yeah, there's
3: no, he's fighting. I have to. UFC guys?
1: And he's calling out yeah. Canelo. Canelo's like, you're a fucking joke. Like I'm not. Canelo
3: would fucking
1: own him. him. Yeah. I actually would love that. I would. But love he, that.
3: they won't do it. They won't do it because what is what? I mean, yeah, unless unless they think of the market is, if there's a big enough market for them to fucking like take someone's head clean off, being Paul's head. Yes. Then people will pay. Then do it. Hell yeah! Make the payday. Take seventy percent of the profits. Like let him take thirty, and you'll promise his, his hospital bills. Why Don't you dismantle his ass? Yeah. Canelo yeah. will own him. Own and, him.
1: And yeah, when he fought a hundred year old Floyd, Floyd carried the fight, and you could tell he was pulling punches and like <laughs> just like dancing right.
0: around him with literally, literally, literally,
2: literally <laughs> <carried> him around. <laughs> Yeah, and that yeah, that was it was
3: it was that was how the fight between Drago and. Apollo should have gone if Drago wasn't like a deadly machine and instead Jake Paul. So
1: Gill's <laughs> <Like, Kendall laughs> only 53.
3: Yeah. Was, like, Dude, remember how when he was on the Hornets, everything yeah, he did. He was jump man. He was jump man. He was like the jump man after Jordan. He was the guy that was like the Jordan wannabe. I remember how like and he not, not in a bad way. Like he was mm-hmm. he was Larry Johnson. He had Alonzo Morning. Oh, um, so
1: the yes. only way I think Kendall Gill wins the fight is if he brings this hair back. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, again, I am I'm working with one monitor.
3: Jack, I appreciate I, the reference by I, the way, which means he was probably playing they were actually running the um either the Bob Zamuta
2: yeah. <laughs> or
1: <laughs> Kendall oh Gill brings this hair back. Oh no. He beats Jake Paul. <laughs> Yeah,
2: has always been shredded. Holy shit. Yeah. I think Kenneth Gill when he retired, like when he was done playing NBA, like he was in boxing. Like I he has like he a he
1: Yeah. But yeah. here's my thing too, is I don't think Kennel Gill would take the money to get knocked out like some of these dudes do. No, right. Gill would want
0: to his yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> surprised.
1: wouldn't do that shit. Like uh Woodley definitely did.
3: Yeah, Woodley was taking a paycheck. Yeah. Those, those UFC guys that lose like thirty times in their career and are considered great, mm-hmm. they're like, "Eh, that's another loss." I got fucking. No. So Kendall hate Gill from million. Chicago,
1: he ain't gonna go up there and get punked on national TV by some little fucking rich little white dude from Ohio. Like, it's not gonna happen, dude. Like, there's no way, and that's why I don't think the fight would ever happen. I mean, that we can hype, we can do hypotheticals all day, but I don't think this fight ever happens because Kendall Gill ain't gonna take the money to get knocked the fuck out on national TV.
3: Which brings us to—I oh, got nothing. I was trying to think. Of
1: uh, yeah, I got nothing either. But <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: by the way, this is what I was trying to cue up. By the way, uh, Zoe, you told a really great story, and I'm, I am going to jump in here. Um, you know, I got to drive out. You know, or fly out to Chicago. I was there for a, a birthday trip too, but I was obviously coordinating. You know, even better, the Cubs were out of town. Actually, it sounds bad saying that, but um, got a chance to go to the Sox game with you and. We got to go to see – now, and we got to see everybody. We got to hang out with everybody. We got to see Mailman Jack's calves, which was fantastic. Phenomenal. Um, Wally pelvic-thrusted in front of our face. Um which still pregnant. That's happened, like, multiple times now. And he got me pregnant here in Vegas when he came out for the Bears game, too. You um, got to see Aloha. We got to go, obviously, see the, the actual hot tub from the 108 Sunday smoke or soak, which we were drinking from it, like the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And a
1: and, weird smell.
3: It did and it, and I felt like I got a cold sore after we walked by it, which was weird. I couldn't figure that. When I was ringworm, I couldn't tell I the got difference. A
1: cold sore on my foot. I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead.
3: We got to obviously hang out with Yumper and 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 um, sit to pee. Josh Nelson. It was a fantastic, really like whole experience. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, but the best part though is like we did this whole thing, right? We had this whole game experience, and it wasn't just like again. It's, Things it's, it's who gives a shit who wins or loses, but obviously, White Sox fans in a, in a pennant hunt give a shit who wins and loses. And uh, this is how the game ended. I'm gonna add this to the stream, and I know you guys can't hear it at home, but when you hear the sound, you'll know exactly what exactly although, happened.
1: Watch your ears, although this is loud as shit. it's probably gonna be pretty loud. Hmm. I'm just take this down, yeah, like a, everybody. Turn your like volume like down, a down
3: a right? Pick or two here, but this is not <laughs> Nick Magical's. This is not a Nick Magical home run, this is. Runners. Who was it? Moncada? Oh, no, it was uh it was the, the Phoenix. Correct? Was it I the Phoenix? Remember. If you think mm-hmm. I remember details
1: from that. You don't remember yet. who <laughs> drove in the game That's when you run nuts. in a walk off fashion? I feel like it was the Phoenix. Did you not hear me say I was shotgunning tall boy bush lights in the stands? Uh, <laughs>
3: I remember my first shotgun tall boys in the stands. And there it is.
2: Walk off win. We watch Carrie. Watch, watch Carrie.
3: He
1: gives me a nice, 5 Oh,
3: god! And then he's like, Let's "Hug." And this is Carrie Darby.
1: There's a lot of hugs. This is some good camera work, film teacher.
3: Well, um, <laughs> once I was embraced by Carrie. There was no other. Uh, he does give he, it. I actually want to hold on. Can we bring? Mute Mute. but can we uh look at look how excited uh beef is he's really
1: pumped ready he's not in this video is he oh there he is look at that oh guy. look at this
3: oh high Happy five right. guy oh yeah
1: yeah there's We're a running. lot of white socks Twitter in the background there that's like a who's who back there
3: That we got we got we got keelan we got luke we got ah oh, we got that guy I'll have to clear that one out, but and
1: yep. here here uh, there was video oh. purpose there that me and my socks summer actually are talking.
3: Look at look at my socks <laughs> hair. Look at his hair. Look at look
1: at him right there. You got the bandana, the traditional. Watch yeah. his head. I think he was actually trying to get me to drink an IPA.
3: Look at everyone's so excited though. Like we've got the fireworks, it was oh, Tony.
1: I'm at the ballpark. Second. Now with everything being where it's at right now. Plotting and right and now. I know we all have our own uh we had our own takes on it when it began. Now that we're like a month or so deep into it, do you guys still think opening day happens in April? Yeah. Now fits. Not Ch- I have not. nothing to so <laughs> I don't know.
3: Um based on what Shreve's what told me, doing? me, Yeah. She went down. He was down there. He was at the, uh, he was near, I guess you want to, if you want to call it near, he was down there working. Um, owners walked in. They had no intention to talk. They were, it was, it's all, it's all peripheral. They're, they're, gonna, they're going to sit this one out. So I think we get, I think we get baseball. And aloha, Mr. Hand, Pete. I can say this. He said this on the of Glove like a dozen times, if not 13, a Baker's dozen, Um, that it's the seat. We're not going to get like actual meaningful baseball until. Mid to late April at the earliest.
1: I still think they play in April. Yeah. I don't Spring gonna
3: start sometime in like late March, early April, and they're gonna extend it. Actually, you know what?
2: What? You know what? I don't want to close Korea playing in like 30 degree weather at Wrigley field in the first week of April. So I'm fine.
3: It's not terrible. 140 games <laughs> is fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: I still think they play in April. I just really hope like Dude, when I grew up, my dad took me to so many baseball games. My dad's the reason why I love baseball. Baseball was everything with him. And then the strike happened when the White Sox were good and Frank Thomas got robbed of the MVP. And I'm sure Mr. Hannah put the year in the chat because I can't think of the actual year right now. My dad hasn't watched baseball since.
3: 94, right?
1: Yeah. He just he, he won't. Like, I've taken him to a couple games and he'll go just because I want him to go with me. But, like, he doesn't sit at home and watch games. He actually started watching games this season because of this show and talking to me and all this stuff and he really started getting back into it and now i'm fearful that he'll just be like fuck these guys again and he will never he's just stop watching baseball
3: i mean we talked about the honey potting and the large contracts they were given out as a way to entice the younger or these players to vote for because again every day that they don't play they lose out of that salary they lose it portion of it so right. these honeypotting contracts were there especially to entice some of the more look at some of the people that signed these contracts too you got a stroman contract very vocal very social media guy he's gonna want to play he's gonna lose his money he's promising everybody tickets he's been by the way fantastic now i know i, I don't care about his baggage Shreve, Shreve gave me the whole rundown i'm in on stroman by the way from based on what Jason Shreve, who played with him as a pitcher with the mets told me about him Hey, look, you know what? Don't fuck around and find out. That's exactly what he said. Don't fuck around and find out. If you're going to play hard, you're fine. If you're going to take days off, don't, don't, don't. So he's going to shake up the clubhouse. And people can't
1: forget this either, that Dickhead Manfred was the owner's lawyer during 94. So Mm -hmm. So it's a big hurdle. But, dude, it really – seriously, I don't even want to start thinking about it because it, like, legit fucking bums me out. If, when thinking about, like, possibly missing out on baseball this year. like,
3: But is it really missing to... out if you just miss a couple games and then, then the guys are sharper yeah. and then you get well, that's to go fine. to warmer games? As long as that's
1: it, that's fine. Yeah, but it's not gonna be if there's a conversation it's... in fucking May, then, yeah. No, like, yeah, no problem. You're not doing the show. Right. Could I be yeah. honest? Yeah.
3: Two, I think this the owner... A... A...
1: This is going to be a Bulls podcast if that happens, if we're doing <laughs> yeah, this in May.
3: The owners have thrown enough money out at this point. The owners have thrown it out enough at this point that it will never get to that point. There will be enough support into this thing. Again, the biggest thing about this is that players have to understand that they can't get everything they want in one cycle of negotiations. They've got to take a little bit. It's just 20, 30 years of the owners taking what they want. You can't flip that in one year, one one collective bargaining agreement. They've got to take where they can get it. They've got to protect their minor leaguers. They've got to make sure that they get, obviously, some of the the stupid loopholes that really screw people out of playing time and service time and all that bullshit. But in the end, they can't get what we all know they deserve yet. The owners won't let it. So you've got to chip away at it. And so hopefully they're chipping away where it matters most, but that's where it matters. And if the the Players Association and the union or whatever want to – Get it all back in one year. Well, we won't see baseball at all in 2022. But they've got to, they got to take a little bit, and then just incrementalize over time and work backwards, basically. Yep. Just, and Pete, you said it perfectly.
1: I sit here and play MLB the Show every fucking night because I miss baseball. So watch, I, mm. I miss it. I miss its musk. I miss its smell. I miss it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now I'm all bummed out. So well. I'm gonna go get high, go get high in the garage and do karate. Look, the and new P- and <laughs> not-
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you didn't you didn't see the new leak? The new uh the new PS5 uh, MLB the show 2022 is uh it actually comes with scratch and sniff, so you can actually I while actually, you're playing you can just I'd sniff the cartridge man. and it smells like you know whoever your favorite player's jockstrap. So
1: I'd actually well we're at that time you can't of even year. do it right now they don't have the at- likeness. We're at the time of the year where my MLB the Show team is actually three It's actually finally stacked just in time for MLB the new one to come out in fucking a couple months.
3: We're all gonna be like the college football game, like hours. They'll be like the same or, or like the ones like from uh, RBI Baseball where it was just their number.
1: Yep, we'll probably end up going back to what we did during COVID when everybody started playing each other to uh, on MLB the Show just to get baseball fixes in set up like makeshift leagues kendall well, gill to fight yeah. manfred beef you know i love you dude that might be your best idea ever
2: i'd be
3: good with that
1: i would pay i would i would dedicate a whole two paychecks to go sit and watch that fight
3: mm-hmm. i'd buy that on pay-per-view
1: i would no, actually I would fly it. to wherever it is if and go watch find that in person i think that would put up epic that would break pay-per-view records Literally, Manfred versus anybody that could kick his ass. Break I them. would actually
3: like to see Manfred fight uh, deep shit from the NFL. That'd be great. Could just
2: There you go, Zay. There you go, oh Boomer, sumer, are... motherfuckers.
3: Right,
1: Sorry, Luke. Things are all right. Did you get a tutty? <laughs> We've gotten multiple tutties during this broadcast. So Andy
3: Dalton now donated as much as Tom Ricketts.
1: To Dude, James. you can't donation shame, man. It's no, not a good look, Fitz. <laughs> It's not a good look, dude. I'm trying to be your friend here. It's not a good look. No, I bought t-shirts. Sure. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I guess to just touch on it, I really love JD's work. I think he was one of the best in Chicago. I think it's a, definitely a testament to, as much as people like to say that it's toxic and it's shitty and all that stuff, the Chicago sports fan community really coming together and making it happen to that poor fucking kid, dude. Jesus Christ, I don't even want to go down that road. But making really, it, yeah, yeah, the Make goodness, it happen. the so. good ones. You know, I, I was like, he's my, been... my
2: quick word, Like that was the first thing when I when I heard the news. Um, because I I, I I I've I've heard Jeff Jeff Dickerson on the radio since I even first started listening to like Chicago sports radio like mm-hmm. in, the, in the early 2000s when he was on – or when he started on ESPN. 2000. Oh, 2000,
3: 2001. And, then,
2: like, so, and I knew what happened to his wife a few years ago, how she passed away. And when I heard that he had passed away, like Same. literally the first thing I was like, oh, that his kids, his 11-year-old mm-hmm. son, I was like, oh, like I can't yeah, even it's... fathom thinking about it.
1: Sounds it like he's a, like a good young athlete too. Within two years of each other. Yeah, I heard he's a hell of a baseball player.
3: A pretty good little football player too. Yeah, yeah, good little baseball player. The thing is too – and this is, we, we, I mean, we, we talk about the corporate media and, and I, I, I shit a lot on them on our show a lot. Um, yeah, but all. he's not, he's not part of that. Like he's, he was always, he was always one of those dudes that I, I, I remember somebody, I think, uh, I can't remember who told the anecdotal story about how he asked, um, I wanna say it was, uh, McCaskey or Phillips about is it the, it's a pandemic that, uh, that is why you're not firing Matt Nagy right now, or blah blah blah. And the like, it was obviously it was an aggressive question, but the, like the kind of question that a good journalist asks, aggressive and no nonsense. And the response, you could you could again, if you listen to the interview, you can take a ton away from it. But he re- reported it the right way, like a reporter should, objectively, which was the response was from them was no, it wasn't like. That was it. Like it wasn't like he, I, he gave me an eyebrow look and then told me that it, the dude reported the news as a sports writer the way you're supposed to, and that to me I respect more than anything. And that's one of the people that like I've always gone to as one of my go tos. And so I, I might joke around about the, you know it's always me just trying to like take a shot at Ricketts, but the, the, the guy has been one of the more. I mean, obviously, look at look, again, you could tell a lot about someone, and it sounds it sounds terrible saying this, how how people speak about them when they're gone. Um, and the the incredible outpouring of love and respect and just stories, man. Is the dude treated you know what? You know, people don't know what you say. They don't remember the words that come out of your mouth. They will always remember the way you made them feel. And he made them feel always like the most important person in his conversations. And that's just a good person.
1: From a baseball Standpoint on this just because you know, this is a sort of a baseball show. Um, fuck, I can't remember which one, but another, uh, another ESPN writer told a story about how uh, JD because this kid is, I guess, a really he plays like up a level and he like starts and is an all star. Um, but like they were at a, a barbecue at another beat writer's house and JD took his kid and this other writer's kid to just go to the park nearby to hit balls and then flash forward a couple of years and this writer was like talking at Hal's hall he's like oh man i gotta buy my kid a new bet these fucking things are like 500 bucks a pop like this is unreal and he said like the next day jd showed up with two super nice bats and was like here this is for your boy like he was that kind of guy and like mm-hmm. uh like you said Fitch, I think you nailed it it's, it's it speaks a lot to him about how people are talking about him now that he's passed uh, I haven't heard anywhere close to a negative thing said about the guy I really like his stuff I'm not a big ESPN guy but I really like, he was uh, one of my go to Bears guys he was always really kind to the sports mockery guys uh, when others weren't and those are shit I, I'll never forget and you know I wish his son all the best and you know that it just really sucks, dude. We are really ending the show on like a super high note.
3: But, nah, I'm going to do a shot at Malort here. Cheers to you, Jeff.
1: But May the wind
3: be always at your back.
1: Well, so hopefully everybody has a good New Year's Eve. Celebrate it uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. with family, friends, all that good stuff. Be safe. Don't be stupid because uh, we need all eight of you to come back and view this show next time we do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, But, you know, who knows what next year will bring. All I can tell you is uh, us three will keep trying to do our best. Um, you know, we did receive a good amount of donations from people. And, you know, hopefully we can tweak the merch a little bit and get those sales flowing again. But uh, we're definitely trying to gonna use that money to maybe get Aldo out of Guantanamo Bay. Maybe, <laughs>
3: the defense fund.
1: Maybe give me some uh, pay for internet, you know all that fun stuff so
3: uh your new makeup table
1: yeah I mean sky's the limit but uh it was a great year we really appreciate all of you and that's no bullshit there uh you know if this wasn't fun we wouldn't keep doing it and you guys really make it fun um but yeah man thank you for everybody you guys got anything you want to sign off with before we shut it down for 2021
3: I'm just thankful for all of you guys, uh, you know, especially those that have listened, but also White Sox Twitter that took, you know, me and Aldo uh, gone to Sox games this year too. So I'm not sure Cubs fans uh, would, would agree sometimes, but I think that, that there is a, a great opportunity in 2022 for us to take away the old uh, the intercity hatred rival and turn it into more of a friendly rivalry so that people hate each other less. And so if problem. anything and <clears throat> yeah, know, you know what i'm saying though it's a rivalry within the within the skyscrapers and inside the uh, city limits it's a rivalry and I, I like would, i would appreciate it. i would love to have a, a 2022 where it's it's more acceptable to 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 be happy for both teams because you know what i'm super happy when the white Sox win uh although i obviously in a world series i'd roof the cubs but it's it's been a great time to get to know the people from white Sox twitter and and the you know that that whole crew and for me at least i'm very thankful that uh you know, this has been a crazy year, of course, but you guys have all been here and you guys have seen us at our highs and lows and our worst and our best. And uh, you know, you got to see me at, at my probably my most vulnerable public moment of my entire life, which was when KB was traded seven minutes before the trade deadline and me and Aldo were live. And that uh that was a moment. And and I didn't get mocked or made fun of, and you, you guys embraced us as someone that just cared about the game. And you know what? This game is special to all of us. Appreciate the game, and you know, if you can. Give more to the game because you know what we all owe this game more than this game owes us. So on that, I'll thank you guys so much for the year, and of course, these two guys, Soups, appreciate it for
2: Soups. You know, uh, thank you for you guys for doing this. Uh, you know, every week for the most for the most part for the most of the year. Yep, a uh, genuine thank you for everyone who listened, watched, uh, liked, retweeted, tweeted at us, interacted on the comments, Facebook, Twitter youtube uh all of it a genuine thank you uh again if no one did this like we we probably wouldn't be doing this so like just for the people who do uh you know come into our little uh three-way dance here uh very appreciated Mm -hmm. uh and yeah hopefully we'll be able to do this for a lot longer and uh, you know actually get
1: to talk about baseball a lot soon for sure. Well, for everybody for the last time in 2021, that's Fids. That's all though. If you see me at the 108 thing, don't be fucking weird. Uh, bing bong. Happy New Year. Love you guys. And we'll see you next year. Hi-oh.
0: You can put it on a boy yeah Every season make it all changed. Take me out to the bar game This is what you are waiting for yeah This is what you waiting for You can put it on a boy yeah Put it on a boy Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar yeah This is what you waiting for yeah This is what you waiting for You can put it on a boy yeah Put it on a boy Every season make it all 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 change.